0: Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. What's up, everyone? Cam here, joined with some very special guests and some very important news today. And over the next couple weeks, we have actually until January 4th, to really get this point across so you're going to want to tune in but before we do I just want to take this quick minute to say thanks to my newest friends at Canadian Tire Exeter Um, with this giant shortage of ammunition and firearms the availability is so slim these guys are packed with tons of ammunition awesome selection of firearms and a lot of hunting and outdoor needs your camo calls um, lures all kinds of good stuff. Totally go check them out. Uh, Kevin at the Pro Shop there is awesome guy to deal with, and he'll be happy to take care of any of your hunting or outdoor needs. If they don't have it, they can probably get it. As well as my friends at Crimson Talon Broadheads. Totally lethal, totally sharp, and accurate. Love the Crimson Talons. I've already got two deer down this year with the fixed blade broadheads, and I'm in the woods with the mechanicals hoping to do the same. So if you're looking for an accurate broadhead, check out Crimson Talon Broadheads. And to my friends at Killin' Sticks Archery, Killin' Sticks Archery, super accurate arrows, awesome price point. I love shooting them. My combination this year out of my bow is just bar down my favorite. It's going to be there for a while. So go check out Killing Sticks, Archery, Arrows, and get yourself a dozen of those because you won't regret that. Well, let's dive right into the Whitetail Wednesday. So this is going to be episode number five, and uh, I definitely thought I was on top of it and getting an episode out last week to you guys. Um, Now, I didn't hunt the controlled hunt, and yeah, last week got to the better of me, and here we are, another week, and... uh, you know, now, now I've got a little bit of info as well as the submissions from everyone else, which has been absolutely awesome. So thank you to all who have submitted. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about my hunting, uh, kind of after a few of the submissions here. And, uh, I, I'm going to get started with, um, one individual here, Hellcat Outdoors. So, uh, he's been hunting, uh, WMU 84 and, uh, He had just sent me a message today that I just got back from a morning hunt. This was this morning. Um, Actually seen two bucks chasing and grunting after does. No fawns had been attended. Um, Still getting a lot more uh, trail camera photos of the younger bucks and uh, those bucks specifically mounting does. So, I mean, based on some of the photos I've seen as well, like, I mean, I think the rut is on. Um, I'm gonna go to a local fella here, um, buddy Scott. He's over in 91, so that's not too far from uh, from my location. And he sent a picture of an absolute stud that is totally beefed up, and he is looking like he is running hard. Uh, kind of, you know, similar to what we would see that that first week of November. Type type rut, uh, like his his body style and the the body language in that photo. From what I can grasp, is is saying the rut is here. Um, now I I haven't really seen that activity myself, and like I said, I'll I'll touch on the hunting that I've had in the the past week, but I want to take a quick minute to think about that timing. And what had happened. So most of these submissions, I mean, aside from Scott sending a photo of from his trail camera on the 12th, uh, which was a couple days ago, um, a lot of this info comes from the very beginning of December. Uh, December 4th, we had actually seen that new moon phase again. And, uh, you know, from, from all my journal notes, everything three days before this new moon, and actually three days after the new moon, a little bit different than uh, the full moon phase, w- were great hunting in my past years. So this to me tells me that there there is a lot. there. There's so much that does happen revolving around the moon phases. So a couple submissions there. And this week I do have a caller on the line, Dan. And Dan is hunting... Kind of the 77 area and 85, correct?
1: That is correct. Mostly uh, 77 this year because it's closer to home, but I have properties
0: in 85 as well. I can't. So uh, we've been talking offline, but uh, go ahead and tell everyone else a little bit about how your season's been going this far. Um, and if you're okay with it after uh, tomorrow, I'll actually share maybe a trail camera photo or two on the uh, story if that's cool with you. Sure, yeah.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so tell us a bit about the season so far.
1: So, um, essentially seventy seven is the uh it's my second year on this property. Uh I obtained it last year, uh, just before season. So it was it was my first year kind of, you know, figuring out routes, like kind of scouting from a bit of a distance, kind of figuring out like the terrain where they're moving and it was there was a lot of movement early season. I think they were still in their summer um uh, summer patterns when I think like you know maybe the second or third week of October they kind of really transferred into their fall pattern and it wasn't really this property as like it does have a bit of you know dense cover but you know there's really no great food sources so they kind of buggered off so this year you know I focused on putting a, a smaller quarter of an acre food plot I put uh I used Whitetail Institute's uh brassica blend the four blend and uh top seed with a little bit of winter rye um help this season um you know I've, I've been mobile hunting some saddles and uh i've been you know very lucky i, I haven't tagged anything yet I, I have a buck tag there's um i'm seeing like an influx of definitely deer movement this year just with, with the food sources and you know looking for kind of areas that i can kind of get in and out with without you know bumping or stirring anything up but, you know, every time I've been out, I'd say October was a bit slow. I think, I wouldn't say just the low, but I'd just say, you know, with the temperatures, I don't really think they were moving during legal as much. Uh, I did control the first week uh, shotgun, and there, there was a bit of movement. I, I think the, the rut there was, you know, just starting. I didn't see much chasing, but I did have trail camera footages of, you know, there would be a doe, and then you'd see a buck, you know, nose down a minute or two later going through it. Came across a lot of does. Um, For me personally, I found the end of November, start of December, um, when the temperatures really dropped and most of the fields around were fully harvested at that time. I've definitely seen more movement. Uh, I'd say on my cameras, December, say, 3rd to 8th, like, it, it just blew up. There was one day there was a really big cold front that came through, but... You know, deer are moving. I had a picture of two bucks fighting one of my cams. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been quite lucky. I again, I haven't put a tag on anything yet, but I've, uh, I've definitely seen a lot of movement, which is great. I've had really good opportunities. If I did have a doe tag, I've had a, a bunch, 15, 20 yards away. But other than that, I'm still chasing after the big boy uh, that I have on my cam. Um, came out a few times. I think. A, might possibly have uh, you know missed the window, so I might have to you know get a little deeper in and more risk, maybe higher reward, but we'll see where it goes from there.
0: Um, you'd mentioned right around that December third to kind of eighth area. Um, are you a big moon phase guy at all? No, so
1: I I hear a lot of guys talk about it and. I know I'm going to upset people and say it, but I, I think it's complete hogwash. So, <laughs> so if, you, if, if you listen to any actual biologist, not not a guy, you know, hunting maybe a, f- a food plot and say, you know, Kansas, like a fantasy land state, essentially, yeah. that it's all to, to do with photosensitivity or I, I'm probably saying the word wrong, but essentially every year it should be around the same time where they'll have their, their primary rut and go through all the phases and then possibly their secondary rut just for the fact that the, the light the light sensitivity like they actually react to that like if, if you do some research it's, it's actually like quite predominant that a lot of like actual biologists like I mean I'm just a Joe Blow hunter but biologists will say it, it has nothing to do with the moon phase it's, it's completely about photosensitivity.
0: do you have I any don't... do you have any pets at home
1: uh, I do yes I have a dog
0: have you, uh, and I, I'm just asking because I've monitored it during. I am a moon phase believer. Uh, really? I am. And the reason I ask if you have pets at home is if you've ever uh, really monitored their behavior around any of those those phases. And in, in my same journal that I was telling you about uh, that I use for deer, I could go through and pick out which days were the best and my recordings this year for again uh so this is uh this will be year 4 of my my hard work journal uh where everything like i was telling you is rather detailed as far as my hunts go my my november 4th and what everyone has seen on december 4th of this year again has has showed on the new moon phase and the weather that came of those those same weeks um, deer were absolutely crazy. My dogs, my cat, they—they're just nuts. They're out of control. Whether it's you know, they're not being disobedient, but they're just—they're not themselves. They're—they're they're in this funk for a couple days. Really? So, I, I would just awesome. recommend for you to, you know, kind of check that out with your own pet and and see, because you know, I I've listened to some podcasts where yeah, it doesn't really biologically it doesn't really show much that it affects. Their behavior, but in anything that I've ever written down in my own experience, it, it tells me otherwise. So uh, it's kind of like a double edged sword where do you go off of, uh, you know, biological data or do you go off of your own information that you've descripted over the years?
1: And you know what? That's actually a really good point. I'm actually going to check that out. I never even thought about that. But the only thing I do believe personally in the moon phase is just feeding patterns that's something i do believe that if it's a full moon i think that they will probably you know be a lot more comfortable in a field setting or in a food store setting because you know they have more ambient light essentially because of the uh, like say the full moon so i think they will feed uh, more and they'll move maybe later in the morning i believe in that but I definitely would check out your point on that because I've actually never thought about correlating animals to that. That's actually a phenomenal way to try it. I'm going to do that.
0: I mean, I, I think it's, the way I look at it is, is you know, we're all diehard deer hunters deep down. And uh, it's not that I want to just relate it to deer because I think there's more to it than there is just deer. You know, from a lot of the things that I do hear and I do read online, Everything is so related to deer, but when you really start digging into, okay, deer, domesticated dogs, cats, bears, wolves, I mean, there there is a lot of the same info um, within all of those findings that I've ever come across and and like I said, that just leads me to believe that that there is some there is something that uh, some co- sort of correlation there with the moon phase and, and animal behavior.
1: That's right. that's awesome. Like that's the thing is, I guess everybody has their own way, and yep. if it, it works for them, like you know, like I'll talk to a bunch of different guys. I'll even listen to like say a, a meteor podcast, and if you listen to something, like listen to like a a Cody Dequesto versus like say like I say a Jeff Sturgis, like con- complete different hunting styles, hunting analogies, and I guess for some people it works one way and some people it does the other way, but I think that's the the great thing about hunting is that that we can all kind of, you know, pick each other's brain and, you know, try different things that we never thought about.
0: So, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about uh, what your hunting style is like right now. Um, Obviously, food source is huge, and when we were just talking offline there, this little cold snap we're going to have between Thursday and Friday, man, that's going to be, it's going to be crucial in my mind. Um, How will you kind of approach uh, where we're at in this season right now?
1: So pretty much exactly what you said, because, so 77 is, like I said, the closest property of my house, and I have most of, like, you know, my cameras and stuff there. Because it's, a lot of it is open field, and it it is kind of a, a harder place to access, I think, and I'm hunting a lot of the edges just inside inside corners, essentially, is that I'm going to wait till you know, the best weather lines up to kind of not, you know, bring my presence through there. Like, I think I was saying to you earlier is that a lot of people believe in the thing is you can't kill them on the couch. Well, I think you have a better chance if you're going after, say, a target buck on the couch than not because, you know, if you're – say you, you got three stands – and you go through them all the time. And, you know, you're, in my opinion, you're leaving a, a web of scent. You could, you know, do scent control down to a T, but, you know, essentially you're, you're touching things, you know, you're climbing. Like, you're going to leave a, a sentiment behind. So I'd wait personally to, like, you know, the coldest day where, you know, you have had, say, Thursday in my area, it's going to be, like, a high of 14, and Friday it's going to be, I think it's, up, it's a low of minus 2. So... You know, instead of going on a Thursday night where it's a high of 14, I'm hoping, you know, I go on a Friday night, if the wind stays the right direction, I think I have a better chance because, you know what, colder weather, you know, you're going to need to consume more calories because they're burning more energy. So at this point, I'm just kind of going through until maybe the last week where, I you know, I can kind of get a little deeper in and, you know, see if anything happens because i would nothing to lose. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, hunt – after, like, you know, heavy winds, heavy snow, real, real big, uh, cold drops, we're just thinking that would get deer on their feet and hopefully that big guy coming out in shooting hours.
0: Well, I definitely like your style. It is, all those things have worked for me for a number of years and I'll, I'll definitely continue to do that. Um, what is, uh, in your area, cause it, it I'm, I'm going to guess that it's a lot different than what it is down here. Uh, what is your buck to doe ratio like?
1: Oh, it's uh, a lot of does. i would be honest. I I'd say I'd see ten to one, if if not. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like back to like. Re- I'm a big research guy. I love reading. I love. I love like you know. I think I know I'm trying to go off topic here, but like, like learning the animal like is is just as fascinating as hunting, but. You know, I think with the dirt, um, the doe sorry are in like a huge herd mentality. So, you know, they're gonna come out a bit more. Whereas, like you know, especially an older buck, I think he's more of an individual thinker. Whereas, like you know, a doe, a doe group, you'll see eight of them together. You're not really gonna see this time of year. Like, how often are you gonna see more than maybe one to two bucks really hanging out this time of year? So, maybe there is more bucks in the area. I mean, I have the odd picture maybe of during the rut, like. One cruising buck I've never seen on any of cameras I have around again, but the way I'm seeing personally in the field, it could be like a ten to one ratio.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's that's wild. It's definitely different than it is down here, and I yeah. think it it has slowed a little bit. Um, I I think we are on a little bit of the downward uh, as far as bucks to does, um, but it, that just kind of comes with the territory. More people hunting. Um, Well, I, I I love the way that you're, you're, you're hunting. I think it's, I'd be shocked if it doesn't pan out for you and, uh, definitely wish you the best of luck for, for the remainder of the season. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. And I, I love what you're doing with this podcast. Appreciate that, man. Well, we'll be in touch for sure. And, uh, you know, send me some, send me some more pictures and yeah. Good luck out there. All right. You have a great night. Yeah, you too, Dan. Thank you. Well, when you do your research, it can definitely work in your favor. So for me, my hunting has been awesome. I got lucky at the beginning of the year, as most of you know, but for those just jumping in, um, I mean, it's the, the past couple weeks, uh, I didn't, I did my controlled hunt at the beginning of November, so um this december hunt i didn't get to partake in so for last week we are the 14th so we ended that on the 7th so for the last week um you know i have seen as i call them the usuals on uh a, one specific property i'll talk about because it's a very active property and it's uh it's great to really demonstrate and kind of give tips and tricks for is, uh, I, I've seen eight of them together, I've seen four of them together and I've seen them just glassing in the field when the wind wasn't wrong from my truck and uh, that's another little tip that you can do as well. If the wind isn't right um, you do have that free time go ahead go out to your property if you've got an open field maybe you know at this time of the year the foliage is all down and you can sometimes see in the bush a little bit so if you got a good set of binos, get out there and just glass. See if you can see those deer moving around, where they're coming from, and what they're going to, uh, perhaps on a, on a specific food source. So uh, I, I've been monitoring and seeing different changes as the time goes on. Right as we kind of got away from that December 4th um, on my trail cameras, and from what I've heard from people, I, I have noticed a bit of a slowdown Um seeing more deer you know kind of that right at the uh end of november and then a little bit towards the you know the 8th the 9th weren't bad but but since then it's been a little bit slow i have tried a couple different properties and the weather hasn't been really in our favor Uh, i've seen some warm temps um, and just for this time of year it's not that the deer aren't going to move on those warm temps Mind you, I've shot two of my deer this year on the warmest days we've had since October 1st. And I know that because I have that written down. So right now, you got to think of what those deer just went through after those rut phases. I mean, uh, chasing around does and not hitting those, those watering holes and the food sources like they do. Not getting the rest that they need they really go to the food sources when it, it's a hot day. You know, if you can just imagine you're running around, you just had a quick workout, it's h- sweltering hot out and you know, you're, you're not really feeling like getting much water. It, it's I, I personally don't even eat when it's hot. So I, I kind of just use that same mentality. And so is, so is true to when I'm hunting. And when I was talking to Dan there, you know he's doing that same hunting style and really depicting when he goes. And sure, it limits your time in the woods a little bit, but you can be a lot more effective. Um, Thursday, I'm I'm not going out now until Friday morning, and Friday morning is going to be that that that's a that's a 16 degree change in temperature from you know 14 degrees down to minus two. That's it's going to be great. Um, food sources, and it might even be that I bump some deer going into the woods, which isn't really what I like to do, but because of that temperature change, that could happen. Um, When these temperature changes come in as well, I just want to point out that, you know, that 9, 10, 11, those hours, those are clutch hours. You don't have to just hunt that first sun up and, you know, expect that that's going to be the greatest time, because sometimes... In that instance, you know the deer just came off that warm. Well, okay. Well, we've got some light. We're we're gonna get up, and we're gonna start feeding now. Maybe that feeding lasts longer because it's colder. They're trying to fuel up as well and stay warm. So there's just a couple weeks left, and I hope that everyone can be successful as always. Um, I, I love this time of year. Whitetails is if you're if you're a whitetail hunter, you know you know the feeling. So I uh, wish all of you the best of luck, and uh, we'll be doing two more recordings as we go through here, and then that will be it for the Whitetail Wednesday of 2021. And just a quick reminder, uh, at the beginning of the podcast I mentioned it, if you're a bow hunter and you want to use your bow during a controlled hunt, at least to have the option would be great but it's not included it's not included 91 and 92 are not included in this proposal so you need to go online click the link in my profile and you can submit your comments there as well shoot me a dm and uh, i can have that link sent to you specifically so good luck out in the whitetail woods see you next week